Welcome to the Fiddle Rip Project Podcast, Episode 10. Marine Odin talks about the FK Crow and the Mindshare Committee. Hi, welcome to the Fedora Podcast. We are in our 10th episode and we are coming back to current interviews. The, as you can you have noticed before, we have five episodes doing in all interviews that had some time to get edited, but we are back into the current uh, Fedora project world. I'm here with Marie Nordin. Uh, she is the current Fedora Community Impact and Action Coordinator. And she is also part of the Mindshare Committee. Hello, Marie. Hi, Edward. How are you today? I'm fine. Uh, we are here recording back uh, to the new episodes of the podcast. The first things I want to ask you is, what is the, the Fedora uh, Community Impact and Action Coordinator role means in the Fedora project? All right, cool. So it's actually Fedora Community Action and Impact Coordinator. So it's FCAKE. Uh, as we like to call it here in the community. And the FK does a lot of important things to keep the community healthy. So um, one of the main things that I do is I assist people with funding and swag and guidance for local events. And that's something that we do through the Mindshare Committee, actually. It's somewhat connected, right? But you know, after the Mindshare Committee kind of helps do that, then that comes to me and I do the admin part. So I help people get visas and I book air airfare when we're traveling. I do certain various things that cost money. I manage the budget. So I'm the one who is looking at that and making sure that it gets spent and also making sure it's going into some of the right places, right? So there's kind of this admin aspect of what the F-Cake does. So that's administrative work, right? Then there's kind of my role within Red Hat. So the F-Cake also has a role within Red Hat, and that is to work on um, different initiatives and projects within the open source program office within Red Hat. It's usually stuff community related. So I work with them to help, you know, kind of lead the way as an open organization, right? So Red Hat wants to continually make sure we're doing things in an open source way. Um, so this this office is, you know, dedicated to community and we, we take our time to advise people, um, put together resources for Red Hat and outside of Red Hat. Um, so, so mainly we're, we're doing different projects and initiatives there. I went to Red Hat Summit for a Red Hat as a Fedora person, and I hung out there kind of repping Red Hat within this Fedora chat room. So that's an example of a project, like an event that we put on together. I'd say the third part of the FCAKE's role is helping with community initiatives. The so people will come to me and say, hey, I have this idea, and I say, that's a great idea. Um, here are some people that are doing something similar, or I think this is the place you can find the resources, or how can I help facilitate your initiative, help it grow, right? Um, I think up to this point, the FKIC has been a somewhat new role. We've had a few people in the position, and my predecessors did a lot to put in some processes, but I would really like to see the FKIC role providing strategy in the future moving forward here. I think there's a couple different things that's currently happening 
that we could use some strategy and some focus on. So uh, that's something I'd like to see coming from myself, the F-Cake, with the support and, you know, okay from the community on some things. But at some point, someone needs to take um, a role on the strategy, right, and say, this is, this is where we're going to go and this is what we're going to do. And I would like to um, have the trust of the community to be able to do that. There was a lot of information there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was good. <laughs> I also want to thank the the previous FK, like was Brian Exelbeer, because thanks to to that role that you make, uh, you receive ideas from people. Uh, I'm able to do the podcast. My fir the first idea of the podcast go goes with the previous FK. I say, hey, what if we do a podcast? I never, I didn't have any idea how to do that. He just told me read this, go there, ask here, and here we are, ha having the Fedora podcast now, 10 episodes length. That's great. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, exactly. So F-Cake helps exactly with that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, we get transcriptions for the podcast, yeah. and that costs a little bit of money. So, you know, it, it does pass through the F-Cake's hand as well for that administrative aspect. Yeah. There's something that really tells me a bit that I have that, that question all the time is, uh, as you say, that your role is, is a paid position by Red Hat, also the Fedora project leader and the Fedora program manager are Red Hat uh, employees. How does this come with the relationship with the Fedora non-Red Hat employees? I mean, for example, I didn't ask anything to Red Hat. I just used my... My, inst my my community instance to get there. So how people can get involved in this kind of stuff, how they can ask for for guidance or for help, and how is the, the relationship right. with Red Hat, that how they manage the things we do. I mean, if I ask something from Red Hat, hey, I'm the host of the Fedora podcast and you paid for that. <laughs> all right, so... How is that right, can right. be taken from Red Hat? Right, so I'm going to say that the relationship between Red Hat and Fedora is just, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. I think it's hard for contributors to sometimes see that because it's Red Hat isn't involved in the day-to-day -day name and culture of Fedora, but they are, you know, our biggest sponsor and they really, they're the ones that kind of let, let all of this happen, not let, but enable a lot of it to happen, right? Um, and although it's kind of hard to see, once again, because they only crack down when things are, like, happening that they don't want to happen, but the rest of the time, they're happy to let us self-govern, right? So although I work for Red Hat, I'm not here trying to tell people you know, this is how it, we need to do it, or this is not how we need to do it. I try to have a conversation with the community. And in fact, <laughs> I'm one of the people out there, like, people need to express their feelings. You know, you're, you're angry at Red Hat. <laughs> um, you know, you got to have, you got to express those feelings, right? But I think maybe a better understanding of why maybe they're doing what they're doing would be would be good. And I can try to get to the bottom of that a little bit. And it's actually a question that I'm trying to learn a little bit more about within Red Hat. I have a meeting with someone who's a product manager for 
the RHEL product, right? That's Red Hat Enterprise Linux. To understand Red Hat's investment and interest in Fedora and its future, Red Hat definitely has an interest in Fedora being success. And one of the pieces of that success is the community. So whenever they can, they're going to let us do it however we want to, right? When it comes down to it, there are going to be certain legal things, trademark things, various aspects that Red Hat does have some protection over, right? And they're, you know, they're protective over that. So, so it's a balance, right? But when you think about the Fedora leadership, like myself, Cake, FPL, and, and the program manager, we're really here because we're passionate about Fedora, right? And that's how we got these positions. I wasn't brought in from another bot within Red Hat. I wasn't, you know, I came from the community to be in this role. So I think you can trust that I have Fedora's best in mind at all times. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I wanted you to explain that because for for some reason it looks uh, some kind of weird, but it makes a lot of sense for me because uh, as community, we don't have any face. We are just a lot of random people working around the world, but you need to protect your mark. You need to protect your Fedora logo. You need to be able to protect your fedora.project.org, your getfedora.org, and someone has to be the face of that. And in that ca in this case, it's just Red Hat. Yeah. Um, also, I, I know you from where you were working from design. I, we have known like from two years ago, I think, more or less. And I'm I'm super fan of your work. I, <laughs> I need to say. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I've done a lot with badges over the years. Well, now we are going to mix it a little bit. So now that you have the FK role, uh, you have a mindshare seat. So what is the mindshare committee to let the people to understand what it is? So mindshare committee is a group of folks, and this there's. Pretty sure it's all seats where each team that wants to bring a representative can, I guess, you know, apply to do that. So we have specific seats already set up, right? So <clears throat> we have for documentation and design and et cetera, et cetera, marketing, um, many of the different roles, right? So all of those folks, like one person from each team is coming together to do a couple different things, right? So one of our main functions is requests for swag and requests for event funds. So anyone can come to the Mindshare repo and say, hey, I want to do this thing and I'm going to need XYZ amount of money or swag. You know, can the Mindshare committee review this, right? So in the next Mindshare committee meeting, we take a look at that ticket we give it plus ones, minus ones, or maybe we'll go and ask that contributor, you know, what background do you have in this? Uh, what kind of information or do you need additional support? Or here's some more resources. If it seems kind of unplanned, we might ask them to come up with a plan so that we make sure that they're prepared. So one of the main things we do is just general support for events and, you know, we, we fulfill swag requests. Another thing we do is try to advise on community initiatives and maybe potential community issues, right? So there's some friction or there's some 
something that's not working, right? And we're trying to get to the bottom of why it's not working and try to make some small changes to improve that. It's really on one hand, you know, once again, this administrative, and then on the other hand, you have community initiatives that we're trying to um, help improve. Sure, I already part of the Mindshare uh, committee from the marketing group. Uh, I think we commented that from the first episode. And a thing that I think we do really great is the community events part. Uh, people just reach us and say, hey, we need to do this. And if there is a structure to, to that event, we can just say, yes, go. And if, if, if there is not, uh, we can say, hey, but you need to try to give a plan or and try to give, give, give them some guidance about it. Yep. And then we also have like recurring people who do the same thing every year. And we're just like, great, go ahead. Here's your swag. Enjoy your time kind of a thing. You know, we have a lot of long standing contributors who do events who just kind of breeze through the process, too. And we try to guide the new the newbies a bit more. Yeah. Um, when we pulled the Mindshare committee out and the idea was to, to bring all those teams that were in part of the software part of the project that are not related to packaging or to developing or anything and try to make them to have a place to to be together you know because we have uh, yeah, to connect the fedora engineering steering committee and the fedora packaging committee that do their part in the software part of the project so we, we didn't have right. really a face in the in the project we have just a small teams spread over all, over all the places. Right. I guess you could say Mindshare also kind of helps with the strategy of Fedora too. Um, you know, guiding it or shaping it in small ways with some of the things that come come our way. Yeah. Also, as a part of the Mindshare, uh, all the teams are bring their people back to the committee, but we need to renew that committee from time to time. So. There is an schema to to renew the positions inside the committee. Right. So this is I think there's a ticket open for this. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, we talked about it and it's a tough thing to address. Right. I think it's a reason that it's been tough to address instead of just having a process because there's not a lot of people. We don't have huge pools of people to call from and a lot of the folks that are on the Mindshare committee already are doing a great job. And I do I do think that preemptively like switching them out before burnout is really important, but there is some important work that's happening right now that I, I would like those historical minds to be on, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, from my part, I think uh, I'm probably one of the longest in the team. So that means you want to get off the team? <laughs> uh, no, actually, no. This is kind of fun. But like you say, the problem is that we don't have many hands in, to, yeah. to help. So every hand that comes to help is welcome. Right. And actually, I've been starting to welcome more people to the meeting, just inviting them to try to get more of a conversation around it and to uh, improve the visibility of Mindshare Committee in general. Yeah, for example, in the in the marketing team, that is one I'm part uh, of, uh, the work has been really, really hard because 
marketing was like the part that people don't get yeah. how to do. Even myself, I didn't get it how to do it. I just get uh sit in this train and say, hey, you are in this train since two years ago. So here is the rights of the train. Yeah. Ride it. You say, what? <laughs> But well, uh, we try to do our best. And I think people doesn't complain about me. So I think I'm doing great. <laughs> I've never heard any complaints about you, Edward. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh But I do think, in general, there's a mindshare visibility issue. Like, before I became F-Cake, I didn't really understand what mindshare did either. So, it's kind of interesting, like, no matter how much information we put out, um, like, on a docs page, people don't necessarily need to read that, right? Because it's out there, exactly what we do, right? And so, maybe that's where marketing comes in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, getting that information out to people in um, really easily digestible ways could be maybe an, maybe one of the initiatives we can do for Mindshare visibility. Yeah. Like a one, two, three, this is what Mindshare does, and we just send it out to all the lists. That, that makes a lot of sense. Well, uh, they, normally the people outside of, of Fedora that just are users or they just uh, are interested in, in the Fedora project, because it's a well-known distribution outside being the, um, the base of the rail, the Red Hat Enterprise Linux is mm -hmm. based on Fedora. People don't just mm, see the software, you see the technology, but they don't know the people behind them. They know some uh, popular faces like maybe Matthew Miller that is our FPL, Maybe your face that is now the FK role previously was Brian Exobir. But there is a lot of people working here. And one thing that people want to have is recognition, you know? And that's uh, what we need to try to address in, in Mindshare. And hopefully uh, a lot of folks have some few ideas. But if uh, people just go to one mailing list, like the developed mailing list, or I don't know, maybe the ambassador mailing list, Then you see how much uh, traffic we have, and that's part of our heavy work. You know, we are part of. We are just people doing something, and and a thing that people sometimes address is that your software is bad, or you do your program do this, or don't do that, or maybe yeah, it, this distro do better. We are just people. We do our best. We have our ideas. If someone have a similar idea or support our idea, we'll be happy with them. And I think that's the, the, the general feeling in the community that we are supporting each other. And Mindshare uh, is called to be that part of face outside. And we need to, to be better at that. As you say, we, are, we don't have any visibility yet. Right. But we need to address that. Right. I think that um, recognition and incentives are huge for community health and happiness and fulfillment for that matter. I think it's honestly, it might be like kind of interesting to think about it like this. But Flock is one of the number ways we number one ways we thank our contributors. You know, we bring everyone together. We have that time to socialize. We go out to events and we try to have a fun time together. You know, so so yeah, it's a it's a super bummer that we won't be able to do that this year. But I am working on something called Nest with Fedora. 
I'm super excited about that. And I'm like one step away from securing a contributor gift that will be sent to people's houses. Now, please do not, (laughs) uh, you know, write this in stone. I'm working with Red Hat, actually, to try to, to, like, coordinate fulfilling a large amount of orders of this gift, which would be a couple pieces of swags and stickers and things of that nature to replace, you know, kind of what we usually get at Flock. So if we can do that, that would be such a cool way to recognize, you know, recognize the work that everyone's done over the year. Yeah, I I will read it about the nest and when it happens, I try to make some interviews there. You know? <laughs> yes, please. That would be great. Actually, the 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 interviews that were posted before this, the last four, the last maybe three or four of the latest episodes, were um, recorded in 2018 flock. That's what I was talking. That was that were old. But um, for example, the the interview with with Mismo is uh, still relevant. You know, that was the the latest release. Yes, the design thing was. Even when there have been two years, the, the process is still similar in some ways, different in some other ways. Flog is a, a really great place when we have some time to be together. I think that the real uh, challenge is with Ness is that people don't have the time from their work to be. The, to be in a, a physical location, you, you need to have a permission from your, for your employee. Right. Uh, for and it would be so to hard to, to ask people to do that just yeah. for something virtual. Yeah. And the other and the other issue that comes with it is the time zones. Um, oh, sure. You know, if you want to do live events, uh, you need to either schedule two or, you know, there's got to be there won't be, you know, some people just won't be able to make it to some of them. And it's definitely it definitely comes with challenges, but we're seeing a lot of virtual platforms, different things to hold um, virtual events, you know, and we've been doing the Fedora social hour. So that's been cool. So I I agree, like, it's just not the same. It will never be the same um, as just being with someone and sharing a drink and a meal and laughing, right? Um, It's just not going to be the same. But I think, like, the social hour has given me... um, I don't know, just happiness to see people coming together and um, it makes my day a little bit brighter. You know, I personally live alone, so isolation has been super tough for me. You know, a lot of people have these challenges with um, like, how do I deal with my kids? And I'm like, how do I deal with being alone constantly? Um, So I totally I have like this totally different perspective. So the Fedora social hour is really nice for me. I get to chat with a whole group of people friendly people um, who are all interested in the same stuff as me. So uh, I think that there's something good about the virtual and it's nice in this time specifically, right? We're doing it for now. Hopefully next year we'll be back uh, to our normal flock. Yeah, hopefully. I really love to be in another flock. That was a really nice experience. And regarding the Fedora Social Hour, I was I never able to make it in the weeks that are at uh in the middle of the day in UTC right <laughs> and that's specifically the 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 challenge of the nest because i can make it because i'm working at that time right but all of the people in apac 
uh, Asia Pacific are, you know, that's the only one they can make because the other one's in the middle of the night for them. Yeah. So, I mean, it yeah. is what and it is. The, the, the challenge with Nest can, can be we can, because we can have a 24-hour event. Like, I mean, three days, 24 hours to be able to please everyone, to, to, be, to reach <laughs> all the time zones. We can try. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, um, I'm actually thinking that to avoid o too much overlap and to really let plenty of people be able to participate is to spread it out over the course of like a week. So instead of there being like four or five sessions after 5 p.m. on one or two days, you know, you have one or two sessions each day and you're able to actually participate. So I'm trying not to squeeze it all in. I think that's a benefit of it being virtual that we can, um, you know, consume the content and participate uh, across events throughout an entire week, right? And we could actually make some badges for this um, so that people go to multiple events, right? So you can, if, you know, you get, you go to five different things, you get one, 10, example, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so maybe we could provide some incentives for people to show up to multiple things, right? Yeah. That, would be a t that would be a great way. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, the, the, the digital stuff allows to, to record. So if you can make it, you can just grab the recording. Maybe you're not going to be having uh, real-time feedback, but at least you're going to listen to all the things that was said. And hopefully one of your questions will be asked by someone else. Right. Uh, I want to, um, one of the tracks that I want to do is called going to be called Ask the Experts. So actually Red Hat Summit did something very similar and that's where I got the idea and it worked really, really well. It was an expert on a topic, so let's just say silver blue, and then you have that person um, ready to speak, you know, they're on video, and then you have another person moderating the chat for questions, right? So the person, the moderator then feeds those questions to the expert and the expert can just talk about them, not have to worry about reading through the chat, or any of that, and you have that back and forth, real-time engagement with your audience. Yeah. So that's that's kind of my vision for what I'd like to see for some engagement on talks. Well, hopefully we have a nice nest. Do we have a, a like time or date for nest? Is it still? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be mid-August. I know things are a little bit up in the air. I'm trying to work on that whole. Um, contributor gift thing. So part of that is going to be mailing times, right? And I would really love our shipment times. I'd really love for folks to get that before Nest. So we can all share pictures of ourselves with the stickers and the hats or whatever it is going to be. Um, it would be a cool social media kind of aspect to it. And it would also make people more excited to be engaged. Like, oh, I just got this thing in the mail. I totally want to hang out with my Fedora family. Yeah, well, in middle of August, my pictures will be really, really, really down, like three or four blankets. I'm being super cold in the winter here in the in the south part of the world. Did you say it's cold in August? Yes, it's winter. That's wild. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm having cold and we are just in the third months of autumn, I think. Winter will be starting in june I think. we're almost up, this might mean nothing we're almost up to 90 degrees fahrenheit here 
and it's humid. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm feeling the opposite right now. I'm feeling plenty of heat, and it's just going to get hotter. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm looking for the heat. I'm from a Caribbean country, so. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> uh, you probably liked um, Flock in, which one was it? What was it? Poland? That was so hot. One of them was just so hot. It wasn't Cape Cod. Cape Cod was chilly. Remember that? <laughs> I think it was Poland. Oof. Um, well, uh, just uh, another question uh, related to Nest. Uh, how the community can get involved with Nest if they have an idea or how they can reach the FK to ask them? So there is a Flock repository on Peugeot. And you can open a ticket up there. Um, there is a ticket where we're kind of actively discussing the main strategy. So we welcome you to read that and to put in your two cents on it. Um, and then uh, kind of once the format and the platform have been chosen, I plan to make another blog post giving a formalized set of dates. And these are the different types of sessions we're looking for. And then people can submit the actual sessions and at that point I'll also be promoting that on various mailing lists to make sure that people know okay we're we're taking sessions and these are the ones and here's your deadline so that's um a work in progress so if you want to be part of the planning of what the entire thing is going to look like you can visit that ticket now if you have an idea for a session just hold on to that or pop it on there but it'll it'll be addressed at some point soon okay uh for for the record, for the people outside, we have a community blog that is not our magazine. Our magazine is more for more user focused. Um, the com blog is more uh, community directly. Uh, it's a thing. It's communityblog.fedoraproject.org. I will put links in the description. Um, I'm going to point people directly to the next um, article in the, in the blog. Well, Marie has been Super nice to be here with you. Uh, sorry for the inconvenience we still have. <laughs> and if you have another, anything you want to say to our community, to the people out there listening to the podcast. Sure. Uh, I just want to say thanks for all your work. Super appreciated, um, Edward, and to everyone else as well. Um, I know, you know, we don't get thanks on a regular basis. And I just want you to, to know that you are appreciated. And what you do for Fedora is appreciated. So, and also thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, that's been for this episode. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you in some weeks. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Fedora podcast. See you in two weeks with more interesting interviews.